fist of Pemberton from all that military travel all over the fruited plains. Amen. <laughs> God is faithful. Amen. Good to have you and the kids back. Brother Bobby, it's good to see you, man. Pray for you every day. It's good to see you. Praise God. Hallelujah. The young lady you got there with you, I've seen her somewhere around here. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Everybody in the house of God. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 6. Paul and Timothy, uh, Timothy, Timothy, the servant of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always and every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun work in you, he will complete it until or perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I want to talk to you today about confidence in God. Confidence in God. Pray with me one more time. Father, I thank you again today, Lord, again for your grace, your mercy. Heavenly Father, I praise you right now, Lord God. Let your word continue to work in our hearts, Lord God. We desire you to work, O oh God, today, Lord, in every life, in every heart, in every circumstance. You alone are worthy, God. You alone are worthy to receive the glory that's due your name, God. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us. Let us not leave the way that we came, but let us leave changed and, and renewed and refreshed in you, Lord God, today. And I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and mercy and grace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you may be seated. Amen. Praise God. Confident in God. Amen. We know that the Apostle Paul is the writer of most of the New Testament Bible. Amen. As some accounts that he wrote 14 of the epistles or the letters that are written in the New Testament. Amen. And all of them are designed, as you begin to read them, to inspire confidence and faith. And Jesus Christ, Paul, from the time that he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus and his life is changed and he's renewed from following the wrong way and he comes into the fullness of the knowledge of the truth. Paul seems to have one focus and one mind in place, and that is Jesus Christ. He desires that everyone that he encounters or everyone that he writes to have the clear understanding of who Jesus Christ is. He would write to Timothy, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and receive back in the glory. He would tell the church at Colossus, Beware, lest in any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. He would write to the church at Rome, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power 
of God unto salvation to everyone that believed, to the Jew and also to the Greek. He would write to the church of Galatia, for as many as you have been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, for we all one in Christ. And if we be Christ, then are we Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. He would tell the church at Ephesus, amen, that he would write to them and tell them to be followers as God as did children and walk in love as Christ has loved them. He goes on and Paul is all about encouraging to build up the body of Christ and to inspire faith and confidence in each and every believer. In the book of Philippians, he would write somewhere between 60 and 64 A.D. He would begin to tell this church at Philippi, amen, that they they were the ideal church uh, and in many respects. He was a church, the Philippi. Philippian church uh, was a church that was very appreciative and it was a caring church. It was found on the second missionary journey as we realized to Wednesday night uh, that Paul found this church in much persecution when he had a vision and was called over into Macedonia. We see that this church, Paul's letter to it is to inspire spiritual growth uh, and an outburst, a wave of affections and gratitude for what this church is doing and so many ways you find because this church was built on the missions it was a giving church it was a praying church it seemed that this church has grabbed hold of what missionary life is all about Paul's overall message as I said early up to every church and to you and I today is Jesus Christ Nothing else really matters. Paul goes on and tells us that Jesus Christ is the source of spiritual fruit. It is the theme that must be preached by every preacher. It is the highest motive of every Christian service. It is the only preferred perfection and spiritual example is Jesus Christ. Amen. He tells us that if you're going to struggle in life, let your struggle be for Jesus. Jesus Christ. Amen. He goes on and tells us that Jesus is going to appear again and we will be fashioned to be just like him. He goes on and encourages us and tells us that that, that God is powerless. Uh, amen. And that God can do everything. And there's no limit to God's power and his abilities in your life as a Christian. Amen. And he goes on and tells us to rejoice in prayer. When you're praying, he says, rejoice. When you're in the gospel, rejoice. When you're in Christian fellowship, rejoice. When you have sacrificial giving, he says, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderations be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passive all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. So Paul's letters is to inspire, amen, confidence uh, and almighty God. Uh, amen. One of the greatest hindrances uh, to spiritual progression is a lack of confidence uh, in almighty God's ability to do what his word says that he 
will do. There's been those that has lived forever their whole life uh, serving God, but yet they still seem to struggle and their confidence and their abilities to believe in God's ability to do what God's Word says uh, that He will do. They have somehow allowed the enemy to captivate their minds uh, to think that God can't do all things. Uh, but as the Lord asked Abraham, Abraham, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Uh, he said to Job, Job, uh, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Uh, when I set the stars in the heaven? When I told the sea waters they can only come this far? There's nothing impossible for God. Uh, and Paul's writing to the church, uh, again, is to inspire that confidence in God's ability because you and I as Christians, uh, the Bible lets us know in Hebrews eleven six 6, uh, that they that come into God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It's not time to say, well, I don't know if God can do it. Uh, I don't know if He's able to do it. Uh, is there anything too hard for God? Praise God. Hallelujah. Three and a half years, the disciples walked with Jesus, and they believed anything he could do. How many years you been walking? You've been walking any amount of time. You should be able to look in the mirror and say, he changed me. I'm not the same person I used to be. It's been slow going, but there's a knowing that someday perfect I shall be. Amen. If I've been with him just a little bit, uh, amen, it should be confidence in me of his abilities. Uh, when Paul was knocked off that horse, uh, amen, and was struck blind uh, and he heard a voice that Saul, Saul, why persecuted you thou of me? Paul was convinced uh, from that very moment uh, in God's ability to change a life. Uh, he was confident uh, that what God says he would do he will do and i want to encourage you today i don't know how long you've been serving god maybe you're new maybe you're old but i want to encourage you with this today god is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever think or ask according to the power which worketh in us he can do anything there's nothing too hard for him you just have to have confidence and believe that God will do it. As the centurion said to Jesus, you don't have to come with me. I am confident in your abilities. If you just speak the word, my servant shall be whole. Amen. And Jesus says, I have not found so great a faith. No, in all Israel. We need to have that same kind of faith. God, you don't have to come. Just speak the word. Just send it, oh God. And I know it's going to happen. John was so confident in God. He says, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than my heart. Amen. God can still fix the situation. Jude says, amen, to have confidence in God's ability when things comes against you. He says, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep a relationship with God so that when things happen, you know he's still going to be there. Hallelujah. 
King Jehoshaphat was so confident in God's abilities. In Second Chronicles 20, he just says, God, you said, amen, when our enemies are greater than we are, if we come to this place, which is called by your name, and call upon you, that you will hear us. He says, God, look what Ammon and Moab is doing, and we don't have the strength for them. And God steps in and said, the battle is not yours, Jehoshaphat. It is the Lord's. And I come to tell somebody today, your battle you're going through, it's not yours. It is the Lord's. You just need to trust God and wait on the Lord. For they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We've got to have confidence in God's ability. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me and the presence of mine enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No matter where I go, goodness and mercy is right there. Everywhere I turn, goodness and mercy is right there. I'm confident that it will always be there for me at every juncture. Now I know that the Lord will save His anointed. He will hear Him from His holy heavens, from the saving strength of His right hand. Some trust in chariots uh, and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the King hear me when I call. I'm confident uh, in His abilities. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumble and they fall. Though a host encamp against me, and this my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, and this will I be confident. David was so confident in God that even in war, he said, I win. Praise God. Hallelujah. We win. Why? Because the Lord is on my side. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations shall compass past me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They shall compass me about. Yea, they may compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compass me about as bees in a quench like the thorns of fire, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They've cast sword me that I might fall, but the Lord help me. Amen. Because God is on my side, I will not fear. This is the day which the Lord has made. 
and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I don't care what comes my way. This is the day that God has made and it will go. He'll get me through it somehow. All I've got to do to trust in God wherever I may be on the mountaintop or on the raging sea. He's with me. I've got exceeding precious promises. I won't leave you. I will not forsake you. I don't care what the day brings. I will rejoice because he's given me a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that I might be called trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, that he might be glorified. The Lord is on my side. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. The stone which the builders rejected has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our sight. Thou art my God and I will praise thee. Thou art my God. I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy and do it forever. I'm confident in him. Praise God. Hallelujah. This book was written to inspire confidence. Paul says it's through patience and comfort of the scripture that we find hope. Amen. You can trust God. Hallelujah. He'll come through for you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was so confident in God. This is O King. Amen. Daniel 3.16. They answered, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us. Notice, they say he will deliver us. That's confidence. Are you confident that God's going to deliver you? Amen. I'm confident in God's abilities. I'm confident. They say, I'm confident that God will deliver us, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. That's confidence. They said God is going to deliver us. He's able to deliver us, and he will deliver us. Amen. And if not, we're still not going to worship your God because I believe he's coming, and he's going to deliver me anyhow. That's confidence in God. Elijah was so confident in God, he called for a showdown with 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. He says, get a cow, cut him in half, lay him up there, amen, and call on your God. And they called from morning to night and nothing happened. But when Elijah got his turn, he was so confident. He says, pour 12 barrels of water over the sacrifice. Set it all back up in order. And he says, here God, let this people know that you're the God of Israel. And the fire fell from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. Amen. Because why? He's almighty God. There's nothing impossible but for him. Job says he knows the way that I take, and when I am tried, I shall come forth like gold. He said, though God slay me, yet will I trust in him. I will maintain my own ways before him. He shall be my salvation, for a hypocrite shall not stand before him. He's confident in God's abilities. And he tells the church at Philippi, he says, I'm confident in this very thing. That that which God begun in you, he will complete until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. What God starts in you, are you confident? He'll do it. Amen. 
three years ago when I flipped my truck and walked away, the truck's totaled. I was confident in God's ability to save, but now I'm persuaded in God's ability to save. Amen. When God had me to pledge $10,000 when I was a missionary to a fellow pastor's church to help him get his church finished and help his family get it built. Amen. I was confident in God's abilities to provide. But when that money came in, I was fully persuaded. Because you know why? Because the Bible says he's able to save us to the uttermost, to the furthest degree you can ever think. You can't get away from God, He's everywhere. That's why the substance says in 139, Where shall I go from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths of hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand guide me, and your right hand shall uphold me. Thou art my God, and I am confident in your abilities. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm confident in his abilities. Praise God. Amen. Paul writing to the church at Rome in the fourth chapter, the 19th verse, talking about Abraham. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deafness, the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded. <laughs> oh, I love that word. And being fully persuaded. What he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed or charged to him for righteousness. It was not written for his sake. Catch this. Catch what the writer is saying. It wasn't for Abraham's sake alone. It was, and put it to, impute it, excuse me, to him, but for us also. <laughs> it was, and put it for us also, to whom he shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Everything in this book is not for the old days. It's for now. The word of God is ever living for you. It's for them. It's for you and me. Peter says it's for all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He didn't stagger at the promise of God. He was persuaded that what God said he would do. Are you persuaded? 
I am persuaded. We know, Paul says in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to His purpose, for whom He did foreknow. He also did predestine to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He did predestine, them He did also call. And whom He called, them He also justified. And whom He justified, them he also glorified what then shall we say to these things if God be for us who can be against us I am confident in his abilities amen if God is for me everybody else might as well be for me because you can't do nothing to me because God is on my side I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, neither height nor depth, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come. Amen. Nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. I'm confident. He goes on in Hebrews 6, beloved, we are persuaded of better things of you and things that accompany salvation though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints uh, and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence unto the fullness of assurance of the hope unto the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham... Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so if he had patiently endured, he received the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and the oath of confirmation to them of all end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it with an oath. By the two immutable things to which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for the refuge and lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entered into and within the veil, whether the forerunner is entered, even Jesus made an high priest after the elder of Melchizedek, Melchizedek first being interpreted. God of peace and the God of righteousness, without father and without mother. Amen. That's the Lord you serve. Amen. The almighty God, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm confident in his abilities. It is a faithful saying, Paul told Timothy, if we be dead with him, we should also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If he will leave not, he abide faithful. He can cannot deny himself. Faithfulness cannot deny faithfulness. Hope cannot deny hopefulness. Love cannot deny lovableness. Peace cannot deny peaceableness. Joy cannot deny joyfulness. Mercy cannot deny mercifulness. Grace cannot deny gracefulness. And God cannot deny himself. I'm confident in his abilities. To do what he says that he would do. Praise God. When is the last time you just said, yeah, I'm confident in God. 
Amen. 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 Praise God. James says, is any among you afflicted? He says, pray. <laughs> Go through some pray. Let's get excited and pray. <laughs> Are you married? Sing songs. Sing your favorite song. Just have a good time in the Lord. If you're sick, call for the elders of the church. Don't wait for them to call you. You call them. Everybody's got a cell phone. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Call him up. You say, call. Call, call, call. You know why that's there? Because this deals with your confidence. If you call, amen, it deals with your confidence. You said, I believe God will heal me if I call you because you're standing on the word of God. <laughs> amen. Praise God. you got to be like Moses. Amen. Get some boldness sometimes. And confidence in God. Elijah told the woman at Zerah, amen, she was going out to get two sticks. He says, oh, bring me a cruise of water. And she says, okay. She goes again. And he says, oh, by the way, uh, bring me a cake of bread. She says, oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I only got a handful of meal. I'm getting two sticks. I'm going to cook it for me and my son, and we're going to die. And Elijah says to her, do as you said. He says, but still bring me a cake. Because thus said the Lord, the barrel of meal is not going to waste, and neither is the cruise of oil going to fail until I send rain upon the earth. I come to tell somebody today, keep your confidence in God. It might look dark and dim right now, but God has not forgotten, as the angel told Daniel from day one, that you set your face towards heaven. We heard you, but I was in a battle with the prince of Persia. And I wasn't able to get there. But I want to encourage you today. Keep your confidence in God's ability. He that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. Amen. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're them that believe to the saving of the soul. If God says you shall go out and the mountains and the hills shall break forth in the sea. And, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. The mountains are going to sing. The trees are going to clap their hands. If God says you're going to live and not die, you're going to live and not die. Amen. If God says it, you can take it to the bank. You can believe it. Amen. God is able. Amen. He will see you through everything that you are going through. If God said there's a corn in the fish mouth when you pull him up, there's a corn in the fish his mouth when you pull him up. Whatever you have need of, he's able to provide for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. and all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Praise God. Praise God. Abraham was so confident in God. Notice what the writer says in the New Testament of Hebrews. Amen. Excuse me. I think it might be around somewhere, verse 17, somewhere there. Amen. Abraham by faith. 
Notice, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. And he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, and Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounted. Notice, verse 19, accounted. That word accounting in the Greek means legi zoma. And it deals in reality. If I tell you I got 20 bucks in my pocket, I got 20 bucks in my pocket. If not, I deceive my own self, right? Amen. This word means his heart that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence he had received him in a figure. He was confident. God says, Abraham, you offer him. Amen. And Abraham says, me and the lad is going yonder. He said, I'm not going sacrificing. He said, we're going up yonder to worship. We're going to worship God, and we're coming back again. He was already confident before he ever went up there. Do you know why he was already confident? Because God told him he was going to have a son. He has the son. Amen. And that's why the Scripture says he was persuaded that what God said that he would do, he would do. Amen. And I come to tell you today, what God says he will do, he will do. What God has started in you, he's able to complete unto the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you are here today and you don't know him and you're not confident in him, I want to give you an opportunity to build your confidence in Jesus Christ. If you've never been born again of the water and the spirit, I want you to know that you can be born anew today by repentance and baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call and you will have the confidence to believe in God's ability to lead you and to guide you and carry you through all the way to that promise that he has prepared for you. Praise God. Let's stand this morning. I want to encourage you today. Amen. As I open these altars today. Amen. Praise God. Maybe you've been shaking in your confidence a little bit. Amen. Maybe you keep hitting that button that I don't know. Maybe you keep hitting that button. That's, well, maybe. Amen. I want you to be as Abraham, fully persuaded in God's abilities. Amen. Sister Magruder, before she passed, she stood on top of her Bible. I was at a conference, and I watched her. And she had been diagnosed with cancer. And she took out her Bible, 
And she said that she was in her living room and that God was speaking to her. And God told her, Phyllis, whatever you do, just stand on the word. And she says, and her husband says he walked in and here she was. She had her Bible on the floor and she was standing on it. And he says to her, Phyllis, what in the world are you doing? She says, I'm just standing on the word. And she wrote this song, amen, that my wife is going to play. And I want to encourage every one of you in the sound of my voice, no matter what you're going through, listen to the words of this, listen to the words of this song. These altars are open. Stand on his word. When you've stood on.